this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. Hello, gladiators. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another After Buzz TV after show for Scandal. This is season two, episode 12, Truth or Consequences. Truth, I always say truth, truth or consequences. I'm your host, Emilinus Jr., and I'm joined here with my other wonderful gladiators, starting with. Hey, everybody, I'm Cornelia. Hey, I'm Sophia Stanley. And I'm Bam Erickson. And we are going to start with Scandal Pace, and I think we have a caller. Caller, you're on the line? Yes. Who are we speaking with today? This is Tammy. Hi, Hi Tammy. Tammy. What's your Twitter name? All Day Tammy. Hello. Oh, what hey. up? What up? How Hi. are you? So, um, quickly, what was your favorite scene in this episode? Okay, I'm so glad you guys asked me a question because there was so much going on in this episode. I'm just like, I'm blown away. Um, but my favorite scene was um, Huck getting in the bed with Olivia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was True. a good one. Um, what do you think, or did you think that um, when we fought it, obviously Hollis didn't do it. Who do you think I should say? Who do you think is the person behind the um, assassination? Oh my gosh! It's you know, I want I want to say I don't know. I it, it's it's up in the air now. I I it, since it's not Hollis, I I don't know. All right, I want you to keep that question know, in I mind, think, and we're going to continue the I conversation on Twitter. Is, Go ahead. No, I, said, I want you to keep that question in mind. I want to continue this on Twitter. After we do our whole After Buzz TV discussion, I'm going to ask you again. I'm going to tweet you. I want to find out who you think the, the killer is. 
No problem. <laughs> oh, I want to happy birthday. Oh, yeah. thank you. Again. Thank you. That's really yes, sweet. Happy birthday. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, but thank you once again. What's your Twitter name so we can tweet you tomorrow? All day, Tammy. All right. Thank you so much for calling. We love you, Gladiator. All right. Good night, guys. Bye, Good night. Tammy. Bye, Tammy. Bye-bye. All right, guys. What an amazing <laughs> episode. Um, this was a special day because it was my birthday, but also it was Carrie Washington's birthday. So happy birthday, Carrie. Um, but let's go ahead and break down this episode. So we began with the flashback to two years ago in Defiance with the voting machines. And this is when we see Quinn's boyfriend and... I think this may have been the first time we've seen him, I think. So we meet Quinn's boyfriend, and we see that he switched the machine. And I remember last or a couple episodes earlier, we were talking about um, Quinn. We didn't know if she was previously a lawyer before and all this stuff. We saw that she passed the bar and that she was a lawyer before um, Huck and Carrie or Olivia moved in. And then we go to uh, David, who brings Hollis to tell... He brings Hollis in, and he tells him that he thinks he rigged the election. Do you guys think this was a wise idea for him to bring him into the office? I, the, the only problem I had is I didn't think that it was a bad idea. I just thought it was a bad idea in terms of the order of the potential co-conspirators. So to me, you don't bring Hollis in first, especially when I'm not going to say David knows that there are potential White House implications. But I think that sometimes David fishes in a well where it's really dangerous and then is surprised that someone either slaps his hand or fires him. So sometimes he's just a little bit too naive for me. But that was kind of a normal course of action. Yeah. And out of all, like you said, out of all people, Hollis, Hollis is powerful. And David even said how powerful Hollis is. So for him to do that so boldly, it's kind of like he doesn't understand the repercussions that can affect his own life. Because if he thought he was capable of assassinating the president, David... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're just a random uh, attorney. He yeah. can really take you out. So, you know, I, I agree with Sophia. Okay. my my The next scene was when Melly goes in to talk to Cyrus. And this was by far my one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode. And it was a couple of lines in there that really spoke to me. Because uh, Melly was telling Cyrus to get uh, his guy in line. And that's when Cyrus said, you know, this is our guy. And it was when... She says, uh, Melly says he got shot and he saw the light in baby Jesus or something. <laughs> that was the one line that got me. But then Cyrus was trying to convince her that she needs to go see a doctor because maybe her hormones were acting up and stuff like that. And that could be some of the reason why she was acting a little off. Um, or a little rash, I should say, because she was, I mean, even though he asked for a divorce, but still, <clears throat> it can't be any better with the pregnancy. But right when she left the room, he said, breeders. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's how Cyrus, that's how he sees her. I mean, he sees her a little bit more because she has a seat at the table and a seat at his table. So he kind of, Cyrus, in his mind, knows what her position is in his opinion. But a part of that opinion is Melly's a breeder to him. Yeah. But, no, I'm not going to go there. 
<laughs> we'll go off. <laughs> okay. So then I had to ask Sophia about this um, because there was a line with Abby and Harrison when they came back to Olivia Pope and Associates where we saw they were looking. Because did she have the ring on? She no, had, she had. She was holding oh. the ring and she was looking at the ring. Okay. Because I was writing down on my notes. So she was holding the ring and then um, one of them said, wife of a senator. So basically what happens is they're looking and Abby goes, it's a ring. And basically, Harrison can't see. So they switch positions so that they can look like they're looking like little kids without their, without Olivia knowing that they're watching. And he realizes it, it is. And then Harrison says, wife of a senator, not bad. And Abby counters, husband of Olivia Pope. I.e., husband of Olivia Pope is a much higher title than wife of a senator, which is what we've always been saying. And I think even Cornelia last episode was saying that that's probably even why people at the White House knew where Senator Davis was, because he's flossing on the fact that he's dating Olivia Pope, who arguably is not only one of the most powerful people in the world, but specifically, regardless of any underlying relationship, is hand in hand with not only the White House, but more importantly, the President of the United States of America. So I think it just showed on some levels that power difference in terms of who really benefits from a potential marriage. Yeah. I think I had more of a problem that she took the ring and didn't really say whether or not she was going to marry him. Because usually if a man proposes, if you don't have an answer, you don't take the ring and go home with it. And, you know, like, I don't, I, we can it's, talk about that offline. But, but well, let's talk about it just a oof. tiny, tiny little bit. And I think the problem with their relationship is their relationship is not romantically based. Not. It is very like, let's, you know, sink our blackberries and figure out when we're going to do lunch or let's sink our back blackberries and see when we'll have intercourse no but seriously i think it's that type of relationship so i think edison necessarily doesn't think it's weird that she didn't necessarily definitively give an answer and or more importantly isn't wearing the ring i think that's actually normal for them and that's part of why the relationship doesn't feel connected well even for her though i well i don't i can't speak for other women but if i'm not 100 percent sure that i'm going to marry you i'm not taking that ring home with me like I don't I if if that connection isn't going to be a part of my future plan and what I'm going to do, the decision that I make, it can stay with you until I decide. Because once you take a ring from a man, that to him, that's kind of saying, OK, we're in this. Right. Not, oh, I think about it and we'll get back to it later. Well, we can t- we can keep. Back. I'll wait until Uh-oh. later. To OK. Give my opinion about her. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Um, So shortly after that, we see Hollis come to office to see Olivia about the David Rosen problem. Um, And Hollis is once again kind of bullying Olivia. Um, And then the next scene, we go to Fitz and Fix is talking about his job. And it was important in this because he was talking about the big idea. And he said he comes up with the big idea and Cyrus is the one who, you know, does all the details and actually makes it happen. And. Right after that, Cyrus goes into it talking about the side effects from the gunshot and basically says that he can't divorce Melly. Like, there's no way he can divorce his wife without political suicide. Um, and then... But no, no, let's, let's back up. He doesn't just say divorce your wife. And you may, you're, you may be about to go here, but I just need to say this line. He also says, it's not just that you're going to divorce your wife. So what do you think you're going to do? You're going to divorce your wife, who is nine months pregnant, move her out of the White House, and then move your mistress in... He goes, this isn't France. And then he goes, and then you think you're going to marry your mistress? Because even though he's being flipped, he fully realizes that, that you know, Fitz loves Olivia. And basically even said, like, I think Olivia's great, too. And, and this is the line for me that, to me, like, I just think Cyrus is amazing because he really is 
a cold piece. He goes, she is not the hue that most of your Republican constituents would approve of. <laughs> it's the truth. It's true. You know, but, and take that take that away. If any president yeah. left his wife, it doesn't matter the woman that he left her for, even if she was a yeah. part of the stereotype or a part of the, you know, the framework. You, if Barack left Michelle and got with some chick named uh, Shonda, yeah. we would be flipping out. At we, nine months pregnant? Yeah, we wouldn't have it. Yeah. Yeah, it, and I think that's why he had to make sure that he was. He said, "It goes. It could be your prefrontal cortex that you're reckless, delusional, and all these things." But in essence, really, what Sai is doing is Sai is basically saying, "Oh, see, I thought I had my president there for a while. You went back to this naive person that Sai never liked. Sai likes him because he's clean and he's naive, but Sai's always poking him like." Dude, you can't be this cynical, like this, I'm not cynical, you can't be this idealistic dude who thinks that basically you can make these big grand ideas and change the world when, no, no, we have a country to run. Because basically that's what Fitz says. Fitz says, it's, I'm a big idea, and I basically, I am, and the big idea is that I'm going to divorce my wife and maintain the presidency. I'm going to do my, my job, so you do yours. So however you have to fix it, fix it. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just quick, um, something that we should also mention is that uh, Fitz, you know, says that, you know, he says um, the great things, uh, great things. Um, there's great things about someone um, when they try to assassinate you. Oh, yes. And, this was good. And, that line, and, yeah. And, yeah, I forgot exactly what he well, said. You want to do it? Yeah. Go, said, go ahead, Emil. You realize you have nothing to lose and no time to waste. Yeah. And so. I think Cyrus gets it and understands, but Cyrus's job is to take care of the president. Mm -hmm. And although he feels a certain way because he's had this epiphany, because he's almost, you know, had a brush with death, Cyrus's job is to recognize and pamper and say, okay, I understand what you're going through, but the bigger picture is, and then he goes into basically saying, you can't do this. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good thing. Okay. Uh, right after that, we go back to Quinn's boyfriend. Um, Quinn's boyfriend calls Doyle, and uh, he tries to blackmail him because, <laughs> which is so dumb, he tries to blackmail him because he finds out how much um, Hollis is actually getting from the deal. And um, Hollis basically hangs up in his face. And then Olivia, we go back to the present. Olivia is talking to Cyrus, and she is clearly going through some things. Like, she was looking a little, a little rough, and she says that David is the good guy. And then Cyrus starts to bully her a little again and he says you know we're the good guys and they kind of have a little argument there and that's when she says that uh she made a mistake because cyrus was trying to or she at first she said we made a mistake and then cyrus tried to deny it right well i i think that well wait did you go into the whole thing about olivia's in bed not yet not yet sorry go ahead no um he didn't try to to deny it he was basically telling her it's not like they had to do what they had to do. He was pleading his case. Cyrus is on the he's on the positive side of what they did. Like he will never cross that line to admit or to accept that what they did was wrong. So while Olivia was there, you know, basically um, falling into her depression, Cyrus was being Cyrus. And then he said to Olivia, I'll take care of Hollis. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of sent her. <laughs> 
over the edge or I, know, I, it's in there in a, I actually a think that she place. was over the edge right before that yeah. because the what she said is we're one of the bad guys and I don't know how to fix this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been she's like I've been try, I've been running trying to stay in front of this and I'm tired we have never heard Olivia say she can't fix something yeah. and we have never heard her say she's tired so that's why later on in the episode when obviously the rest of the associates basically state that she's the client it all ties in together because basically that's what she's saying. She's like, I messed up because she goes, I don't do this, right? She she realized that she stepped outside of herself and I'm going to get the order of events mixed up. But she basically is saying that because she had a relationship with the president, she didn't see things she should have seen. So at that moment, she recognizes that it should have never come to a rigging of an election. If she had in her mind done her job as a campaign manager... It wouldn't matter if it was 20 points or 11 points or five points. She should have fixed that within the white hat that she wears. And she should have never put the white hat off for any reason. And she was realizing that it was time for her to stop. Also, also with this scene, Cyrus and um, Cyrus and Olivia have a, a very close relationship. For me, I think Cyrus should have recognized that there's something wrong with Olivia. Rather than just, rather than just, you know, be that mentor and say, get over it, you know, uh, grab, um, uh, wrap yourself around it and, and stop having your moment. I think Cyrus, as a friend, should have recognized when you when you have a friend who who says certain things, you should be able to recognize and understand that, OK, something's wrong. Just like when she was in bed and when Fitz realized through the tone of her voice that something was wrong. I felt like Cyrus should have done the same thing rather than go you don't think so? No, because I think I think that's what you're saying is exactly what happened within the nature of the relationship and his personality. If you look at the scene again, mm-hmm. he goes in front of her because she's looking off to the side. Like, she's not looking him dead in the face. And mm-hmm. he almost, I don't know if he actually touched her face, he but he, he touched her face, mm-hmm. like, looking her eye to eye. Like, that. that's an intimate moment. Basically meaning, like, I'm your friend. Like, look at me. I'm going to fix this. Because that's the role she normally plays as a protector. I think mm-hmm. he was really saying, like, no, 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 like, I'll fix this. Like, he was taking her role. And I think that even comparable to Olivia and Huck, in their world, they don't really have time to basically be like, oh, my goodness. Yes, there have been moments like that when obviously Fitz was shot and they had wine together. But in this moment, I think what she needed, because she really was like, I don't know how to fix this. Like, I think she was actually, at, I think she was asking him, like, fix this. I can't fix this. I'm tired. I don't know what to do. And he basically said, I know what to do. And that's why I think he repeated himself. Like I didn't take it that way. I I took it, but that's a great point. I took it as if he was kind of like, kind of rushing her. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. I didn't really, it seemed like he was more so worried of fixing fixing his ass. That's exact. Versus then caring about her. He wanted to, he knew that Olivia was, you know, tired and maybe she was going to do something that maybe she will regret or that it will affect him more so. So she's like, okay, he's like, okay, I'll fix it. Because it seems like it. it's one of those situations where your ass is on the line. He's wanting to get her as far away from the situation as possible, as mm-hmm. soon as possible. Even yeah. though it seemed in a way he was caring, sending her home. But with his ass on the line. See, I thought that he really... Like when he looked into her, looked into her eyes, like Sophia said, I thought he connected with her. But because Cyrus doesn't wear the white hat and he never really has, he doesn't. He didn't understand how hurt she was. Exactly. To him, mm-hmm. he was connecting with her. Like I'll fix it. Yeah, let's. We're gonna get it together. Don't worry. But as Cyrus, the person who will, who can cut people down and has said, "I will cut you down." 
he didn't connect. He didn't put two and two together. Like, oh, mm-hmm. she's really hurt. Okay. Like, not just, yeah. oh, you know, she feels she feels bad about the situation. He didn't see that she was like depressed and was about to go lay in the bed like he asked her to for like two days. He didn't get that far. I agree. Which we're getting to that scene now was so sad to watch Olivia's whole depression when she went home. She went and laid in the bed. And she did not move from that bed for days. But, and then, but she also reflected literally season right. one and season two of all the things that has built up to cause this. Because it's one of those things that goes back to a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the Huck situation with Becky. When you have such a pivotal part of your relationship and it's almost as if part of their relationship was based on a lie, which it really is. And that guilt's kind of been pushing on her all this time. Of course, you're going to have like a breakdown. It, it's She deserves every right. <clears throat> And oh, finish, finish. Oh no, I'm just saying she deserves every right to go home because she. If you don't know what to do, I, I, all that weight on me all the time, and then the fact that she never has anybody that can fix her problem, she has to fix everything herself. And I think also too, though, and I think this is important. It's also that she went against who she was as a person. So yes, it was connected to fit, but I think that, and we've, you know, touched upon this on Twitter, on YouTube, on iTunes, and here, you know, here in the studio. But that's, I think, part of the underlying guilt she's always had with the relationship of not feeling worthy. Because at the end of the day, because of her relationship with Fitch, she feels like she, her gut has been not necessarily tarnished, but she hasn't always followed her gut. Mm -hmm. So if in fact she had, she would have never done that. So it's true. If not for her potential emotional relationship with him, she wouldn't have been able to sacrifice her own morality for the sake of this man. It would have literally just been a candidate and she would have been, she would have been isolated from him. You know what I mean? But I think that before we even get into the scene, you know, I just mentioned obviously, you know, Twitter and YouTube and iTunes. um, But one of the things that we have here that's absolutely amazing after buzz um, is not only do some of you guys watch us on YouTube, but a lot of you guys listen to the audio podcast on iTunes. Um, and what y- all you need to do is you can basically go to iTunes.com and you type in Scandal After Buzz, um, and all of our podcasts come up. Um, right now, I mean, is my math wrong? I think we have 19. Is that 12 plus 7? Mm-hmm. No. I'm, my math is off. Anyways, 19, <laughs> 19 podcasts. But what you can do is you can check out any of our podcasts. Um, and more importantly, you can rate, subscribe, and follow. Um, but you can also leave us comments. And your comments help us not only make the show better, but it really helps us in terms of theories, who the cold piece of the week is, yes. um, who you think um, potentially assassinated um, the president, um, and whether or not you think Melly is justified in what we will talk about a little bit later. But more importantly, again, rate, subscribe, comment and tell a friend and also too like i know that scandal is my favorite show but we also here at after buzz tv have you know any given season we have more than 60 shows that you can check out so whatever your favorite show is if it's worth watching on tv i guarantee you we have a podcast so you just do the same thing type in the name of your show and then type in after buzz tv and it will come up and you can rate subscribe comment and tell a friend about that as well and there's cool apps that you can organize all your podcasts so again thank you very much gladiators Go to iTunes, Scandal After Buzz, rate, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. Thank you. That lightened the mood, but now we have to go back to Olivia's depression. (laughs) (laughs) I was like smiling over here. Um, So Olivia went home and she was, she got in the bed after she had her her flashback and she got back in the bed or got in the bed. And when she was in there, she was laying there, laying there, feeling sorry for herself, feeling the guilt and all this pressure. And then the phone rings and it rings and it rings. She finally picks it up and it's fits. And like Bam said earlier, when Fitz called, he was talking to her, and he could hear something was wrong in her voice because 
anybody in a relationship knows that if something's wrong with your other significant other, you can tell when something's wrong with them. And what was also what I really liked about that the, um, this scene, he was ready to just go into, I'm divorcing. Yeah, <laughs> he was excited. He was, he was excited, but he put aside his feelings for her because he recognized that something was wrong. So it wasn't about him and his news. It was about her at that moment. And so that was great. Mm-hmm. So this was heartbreaking because they were talking and Olivia said, you don't know who I am. You don't know me. And obviously Fitz doesn't know what's going on at all. He just knows something's wrong with her and she's laying all this out on the line. And then she tells Fitz that Edison proposed and then she goes into how she can possibly live a normal life and have kids and raise a family. What did she say? It was one thing that was absolutely ridiculous. Was it make jam or something? Yeah, make, make jam, jam. Really? But I think but I think that, I get what she's saying, but, but I think I think that shows. I mean, I think it shows in the entire way in which she was speaking was was very much like she was not only just delusional, but it was a dream that she didn't even want. I think that's the most important thing. I think it would have been different if she had said something that could have been plausible for Olivia Pope's other life. But that's why he goes, like, jam? Like, really? You know what I mean? And I think that's when he was like, no, wait for me. Because he, he knows that it's, it's not that he's taking her away from something that she wants. That's number one. Because even though I think sometimes it can be perceived this way, Fitz actually is not selfish when it comes to his love for her. So I think that if he honestly felt that she could have a normal life and that was something she wanted with Edison, I think he would... Totally respect it. Exactly. Cornelia, you said that when she uh, had the ring, she didn't give him an answer. She actually said to Fitz... I said, um, I, I told, I told him, she said, I'll set I said, I'll marry him. She did. Oh, so see, she, I didn't catch that. So she, did, mm. so she did. She did say that. I see that, that right. That. Thank you. That just took me over the edge. We'll, we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, right after that. Wait, wait, wait. Are I we can't. done? Are we completely done with this? No, no, no. I was going to fix okay, now. I was going to fix. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right after Olivia got through, then Fitz, you know, it's still exciting. He tells Liv that he's divorcing Melly. And then Olivia is still not excited, which if it was a normal situation, she was okay. Obviously, she would be overjoyed, but I don't, I don't no, even know if she would be because would be. it can't be okay, especially since uh, especially since she sacrificed everything to get him in the office. It's not just that. Let's play it out for a minute. Let's just separate Fitz from Olivia, right? So let's say he does divorce Melly. Let's say he continues to be president. And let's say... If in six months, in a year from now, 10 years from now, or 30 years from now, he publicly gets with Olivia Pope, her entire legacy is tarnished. Because all anyone will think is this person who previously was one of the most powerful figures, not only in Washington, but in the world, is only powerful because she slept with a man who happened to be the president of the United States of America. That, to me is actually giving up more than Fitz potentially giving up the presidency. Because that's Olivia's, who she is as an integral, strong woman who has worked to build a reputation for herself, as well as the fact that Cy said when, you know, when Cyrus or Sirius Black did the investigation, she's basically like a nun. And even, you know, he said to to Fitz during the trail, like, she's she's a nun. She's married to politics. So for her to have done this and then for it to publicly come out, I don't think it's something that they've ever talked about. So that's really, I think, the crux of why 
she wouldn't be excited even if she wasn't in the state that she was in. I mean, totally. She shouldn't be excited because, you know, Fitz feels this way, like, you know, because he's had this whole revelation, because he's had death, you know, brushed right in front of his face. But Olivia and everyone else sees the reality of what can really happen. He doesn't care. He's been shot. He just wants to be with the woman he loves, and he doesn't really see the big picture. But Olivia and everyone else sees the picture, so of course she's not going to be happy because she's in a really she's in an awkward situation, and she knows that this can never ever come out because, like she said, if it's even twenty years from now, if they happen to get married, people are gonna be sitting there wondering, hmm. Really? 20 years yep. later? So was y'all, you know what I'm saying? And now throw the election scandal in there on yeah. top of it. Let's say they get, let's say they, they start dating, they move in together. He gives, you know, he says, this is who I want to be with, kicks Melly to the curb, and this comes out. Yeah. Exactly, and even remember, and I can't, I can't recall the exact episode, but it was in season one. Even remember, that's when, when Cy, when she's on her way to the Rose Garden in season one, and Cy blocks her and basically goes in and is like, "Oh, what are you going to write a book? What is it going to be called? Like the President's Mistress? Like it's all of that. Like it's yeah. just insinuating that this can really mm-hmm. never see the light right. of day unless they're both ready for that. Mm-hmm. Fitz, I think, is ready <laughs> and has actually always been ready. Even yeah. if you look back at season one, he's been ready. She is the one who's always. And I think it's because she has more to lose. She does mm-hmm. have more to lose. Now, there's one, something else that happened. And uh, after Olivia hangs up abruptly on the phone with uh, Fitz. Oh, no, I was going to say, even before that, he said, what's wrong, can fix it. And then uh, he says, Liv, say it'll be fine. And she couldn't say it. Then she hangs up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, then she, and, but he says, he goes, wait for me. Yeah. And he says it again. He goes, Liv, say you'll wait for me. Basically, he's saying, like... I don't care what you have to tell the senator. <laughs> no, but seriously. He's like, just wait for me. Like, we can fix this. And again, I think he's really saying, like, as long as we're in this together, no matter what's going on, because again, it goes back to the initial part of the scene when she goes, you don't know me. He does. He really, really knows her and she knows him. And it, and and I think that, and I'm going to, I'm sorry I'm getting my episodes mixed up. It's um, season one with the, with the madam. Dirty secrets. No, help me. Dirty Secrets, pretty lot. Oh, anyways, it will it will come to me. But the one with the madam, season one. Mm-hmm. Remember when the um, the former prostitute is telling the judge that who's the wife is telling the judge, and Fit says to her, "Love is about um, love is about forgiving mistakes." And I think that's really what he believes in. Like he really believes. Like it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you've done. Like in some levels, he doesn't even care if she has said yes to Edison. As long as they're together love can forgive mistakes and they can basically move forward and that's why again i think he needs her consent and i know i keep bringing the contract into it again but that's why he needs her consent i think that's why it's very pivotal that not only does she not respond yes or no she basically hangs up the phone and i kind of with such lethargy it was it was it was off-putting it was i was actually scared for her yeah um she goes to sleep, or no, she didn't go to sleep. She was just laying there, and then yeah, she didn't sleep for two. She days. didn't sleep. Then um, we see Edison come in, and Edison is asking Olivia uh, what's wrong, and she says, "Go away, please." And then she turns away. Um, and, and oh wait, he, and, sorry, and I'm like, knew, no, she said it twice. Yeah, she yeah. said it twice because he was like, "Olivia, you know what, what's wrong." And then he went to her friends. But okay, yeah, no, go ahead, babe. Go ahead, yes, babe. please, please. Okay, there is so many th- there are so many red flags in this particular scene. Okay? <laughs> the woman that just said she will marry you, you're engaged. You tell your fiance to go away. 
Galway. Not just that, though. The manner when he went to touch her shoulder, it's almost like she shrugged away from him, flipped her entire body as if, like, he had the plague. Yeah. Like, she was disgusted. And that's when she said, go away. And the way she says, please, like, please. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's red flags. But also, for for Edison, that should have been the time where he needed to man up. If this woman said that she was going to marry you, you don't just go away. Wait, wait, wait. I actually am going to disagree with you on this one. I know I'm going to take heat. Mm. Go ahead. I was going to say, people in the chat are saying that she didn't say she would marry him yet. Maybe you saw it in the preview. I say, I could have swore when they were having the conversation with Fitz, she, when she, she was on yeah, the phone. Yeah, and, and I didn't hear said, that either. I heard her say something kind of like, or just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or, but you could be right. Because well, remember yeah. the what thing? Yeah. He was right. So we'll I'm going to watch it again. Well, okay. Whether if whether she said yes or no, yeah. there's a, there there was an engage uh, there was a, a proposal, and I feel like he should have manned up some. If the woman that you love, if something's wrong with her, she could be sick. I mean, you just don't know what could be wrong with her, and to just walk away and then go to her friends and say, "Oh, you know, she's not talking to me." If this is the woman that you truly love, pick her up out of bed. She probably would have backhanded that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> stuck no. a pudding pop I'm, in I'm, his mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> if he loves, if he loves her, and this is the woman that 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 he loves, and that she supposedly loves him back, you don't just walk away just because she says go away. You don't know what's wrong with her. She hasn't slept. She had bags under her eyes. There was something wrong with her. But I think this is this is actually where I I strongly disagree with her, and I think that this actually seems disagree the, with her or me. No, with sorry, I okay. disagree with Bam. Mm-hmm. This was actually the first time where I actually saw that oh, um, this is the first time that I actually saw that he really loves her mm-hmm. because I think that number one I think he respected her boundaries number two he didn't just go to her associates he he said you're her family she talks to you more than she talks to me so it's kind of one of those situations where simply because you're in a romantic relationship and even presumably if they're in, engaged so I'm not saying that, she, she, um, that he, she said yes but let's assume that they are in fact engaged that doesn't necessarily make that for some people the most and I'm gonna I have to pick my words important relationship in your life because you have these other people that potentially have been there and there are sometimes things that you tell your friends that you don't tell your significant other for a variety of reasons so I think it would have been different if when he went to Olivia Pope and Associates he was just saying fix her so that she can be okay with me that's not what he was saying he basically was like she's your family she's struggling please fix it I get it I'm just saying as a man I would not I would not walk away from my fiance or the woman who I think she's who I think is going to marry me. I wouldn't walk away from her, especially when she's in bed and she looked like she hasn't eaten anything or drink anything. I would not leave her. I would be by her side. I would go get her some water. Get her I just, her popsicle. So, <laughs> or get her popsicle so she can cool off, right? <laughs> Besides the fact that he, you know, left the room and did like what, exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying, even when he went to Olivia Pope and Associates, he goes to Olivia Pope and Associates and he he asked them for help. But then he says, I have to go to my Senate meeting. He didn't even, like, stay to a system. Or I understand. I, I don't I don't agree with you just saying, okay, here you guys take over control. I'm going to go back to my job now. So let me know if she's okay. Call me on my cell phone. 
Okay, but think about it. There were times when Olivia Pope was bunned up with Mr. Edison when her associates were handling cases and people were getting shot. Mm. No, seriously. Like, Olivia Pope puts work in front of everything, number one, right? Even in so much as Chinese wall, even technically with Fitz. Because, like, even though I'm going to talk out of the exact opposite side of my mouth as I did before, maybe they should run off to France and be like, screw the reputation, screw what everyone thinks, and just be in love and be happy. That would never happen. But I think the fact that he went there and he said, I'm supposed to, at this moment, be on the House floor. He's the House Senate Majority Leader. That's no walk in the park. Like, that's serious business where people should be looking for him because he's not there. He's not delivering mail at the post office. (laughs) Oh, my God. He got a a good job. Y'all are hilarious. I can't. Anyways, this is the one time where I really can say I think that Edison did exactly what he should do. And I think that the most important thing was he respected her boundaries. And he went to exactly who I think she considers family. And obviously who she trusts to handle the problem. Because technically, if he had stayed, he then would have been privy to the information. Think about it, because then what do the associates do? The associates basically make a pact, right? And they're basically like, okay, we're going to figure out, I mean, Quinn leans it, we're no longer going to do this Chinese wall, we're going to let all our secrets out so hopefully we can help her. If Edison had stayed, they couldn't have done that, because that needs to stay within family. And speaking of help, we need you guys out there to help us. So listen, on our website at www.afterbustv.com, at the very top right, there is a banner for a store that we have. And you can make purchases for some of the hot things that we um, have for you to purchase. We have uh, guys' clothes. We have women's clothes. We have cute little baby clothes. And we have iPod accessories. So make sure that you go to www.afterbustv.com. Right side, there's a banner for the uh, Afterbus TV store. Click on it. There's a lot of great stuff. Please make a purchase. Oh my god, why do I want to go on? Do they have mugs? Exactly. I did not know this. I uh, want a mug at my house, and we're not allowed <laughs> to take these home. Okay, go ahead. Can I get a free gift since it's my birthday? Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, so, oh, one quick thing before we talk about quickly the whole Quinn and her convincing the associate to reveal everything. We did see in a quick flashback that Becky was in it from the beginning mm-hmm. with yeah. the whole explosion thing. Okay, so Quinn convinces everybody to reveal the secrets they know um, that others don't know, and they ask Huck to confirm if it was true. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Quinn tells her story about Huck um, was the reason for her identity change and that whole situation and Verna and everything. And I like, I love, I've loved uh, Abby since season one. I love her reaction mm-hmm. to everything. And she said, oh, wait, no judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then Abby tells what she knows because she reveals everybody that she was dating uh, David Rosen. And then she tells what she knows about Hollis, Cytron, and the explosion. I love how they finally all figured out and realized that there was something going on in the election rigging. I thought this was the best scene of one of the best scenes of tonight's episode. But for Quinn in particular, that poor thing, she's been itching to talk. <laughs> she's been waiting. She's been itching. She's been waiting. And so she finally got the opportunity to speak. And so God bless you, Quinn. Because it was one of those things where she's been holding this in for so long. And she's like, oh, I can finally tell my stories. Let me tell you guys what I found yeah. out. Um, after that. Oh, wait, no, no. Let's just what? real quick. Because I just think that Guillermo Diaz is absolutely phenomenal. When they said that Hollis was rigging the elections because of the pipeline, Huck coughs Mm -hmm. and coughs again and coughs again, which basically in his mind, he is saying you're on the wrong track. But more importantly, now this is when we're getting close to home. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, they look at him, and that's when he leaves. And I, just, I love the the chemistry, the um, the dynamics that that Huck and Harrison have. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> next to next to Olivia, 
Harrison understands Huck next to Olivia. He knows how to speak Huck lingo, uh, lingo language. Yes. And he knows that Huck was not going to speak, so he's just great at getting information out of Huck without Huck saying anything. And you notice that neither him or Harrison actually said anything. Those two, if you want to talk about who's loyal and at uh, Pope and Associates and who is really down for the cause, Harrison and Huck go hand in hand. But did- While they were sitting there gathering information... Harrison was like assessing. He was like, "Yeah, okay, okay, okay." But he never talked. <laughs> right. Huck didn't talk. But but what does Harrison have? What information does he have? He Harrison could have talked about David and Abby. And David. Yeah. He had information, Abby and David, because he could have thrown that in there. But but oh. he but he knew that information. Abby had already revealed itself. No, 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 but no, no, it no, means no, no. that Olivia also she, was was privy to it. Like that means, right? right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had he kept his mouth shut. Yeah, because Abby knows. thought she was telling them something, mm-hmm. and he's basically like, "Oh, I, like I know that," oh, or not right. that I do, but it would connect that Olivia already knew it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right after this, we go to Melly, and Melly visits the doctor. And at first, I, I knew the scene would have its relevance later, but Melly was talking to the doctor, and she was kind of saying, you know, because the doctor was saying, you know, Fitz hasn't been here yet to any of uh, any of your doctor visits, and she was saying, is he going to be here for the, um, or he is going to be here for the pregnant or for the birth? Can't talk for the birth because the Secret Service is already arranging his schedule and everything. And then that's what Melly used to say, you know, um, he was there for both of the previous births, and we were both a team. And then he held my hand, he guided me through it, and that's kind of where we left off of he that. He called me champ, right. Which I hated both both times, but we were a team. And she, saw, you saw the joy in her face, and then they went to the next scene. And at first, we didn't understand where. I was going to come but we'll figure that out later um and then after that this is i know a lot of our favorite scene huck goes to olivia and the first thing he does he doesn't go in the room and stand there like edison did he gets in the bed with her he lays down as a true friend family member would do he lays down with her he knows that she needs somebody somebody close to her to just be there for her he lays down and um he says hollis doyle has to go and then olivia says huck you have to stop killing people yeah <laughs> i just love the, the relationship they have because it's so real it's so real you see how close they really are yeah because he basically he was silent i keep going back to him not saying anything at the meeting he kept his mouth closed for the entire meeting drove to olivia's house and then decided to talk to her about the real problem he assessed it he knew hollis has to go Oh, he's right. He does, but... Mm. But no, 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 let me rephrase this. Hollis had to go. Had to. Again, they keep making a fatal flaw. They bring David in too soon. Do you know what I'm trying to say? They should have killed Hollis. The minute you bring David in and you basically tell David, oh, Hollis could be involved, so now if Hollis dies, what do you think? David is just going to be like, do-do-do-do-do. Hollis died of natural... I can't even talk. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Go ahead. Because he's figured all of this out already. Like, so... But it's just it's oh I get I get what you I completely yeah. agree I yeah. completely agree and then the thing the thing that was kind of weird is that Huck tells her he tells Olivia about Cyrus and Charlie because he he says you know Cyrus has somebody too you remember Charlie you met him and then Olivia asked her she had no clue that when Cyrus said he was going to handle it that's that's how he was going to handle it and I. How, what did you think he was going to do? That, my question is, does she not know that he was the one behind Amanda Tanner at all? No, no. not until that moment. And I don't even think at that moment she realized. Because when she had the revelation, I thought that was a revelation she made. But it wasn't. It was just the fact that she was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill him. I thought the initial revelation was she's going to be like, oh, my God, he killed a man at Tanner. No. She just, be, but I, this is the only thing is, I thought the exact same thing. The reason I'm going to give her a pass is she's still, she's basically a walking zombie. 
So I really think that even in so much as when she was like, I'm tired, what she was literally saying was my brain isn't functioning. That's why she actually took herself to her bed and closed herself off from the world because she was trying to recharge. She's not capable of making decisions. So I think at that moment, she wasn't firing properly. And the minute she realized that someone was going to die and she, basically she she popped she up she woke up. Yeah. And I think another important line that I just looked at that Huck said before we go to the next scene is he had to remind Olivia, he said, Cyrus is not in our circle. Cause no, I, I, Olivia but then he, right, but then he goes, he's in my circle. Because right. mm-hmm. Olivia doesn't yeah. realize Cyrus will do anything yeah. to get the job. And this goes back to what uh, Fitz was saying. Yeah, She has the big idea sometimes, and Cyrus just makes it happen. But even Cyrus has told that to live on several occasions. And I think this is the problem is, is that I, I think that that Liv doesn't see certain people and it's going to come back to one of my predictions. I don't, I don't, she doesn't see Verna properly and she doesn't see Cyrus properly. So, yeah, I'm 50 50. Um, I'm 50 50 with that because she should know that Cyrus is uh, a cold piece. Yeah. She should, she should know that. She should know that. Um, So I kind of want to give her a pass, but she should have knew or had some kind of clue what the hell did she think he was going to do when he said I'll take care of it the only there's only one option you um Doyle is an ass. I mean, did you see the way he was sitting up reading the paper with the lawyer? Like, oh, also just even before that, because I thought, I thought in the moment when he was talking about the sushi and ranting and raving, I personally thought a bullet was going through his head right then. Mm-hmm. That's where I thought they were playing the scene. Yeah, so yeah. I'm fifty fifty. I could, I could see where she, her, my, her brain was fried. But even when your brain is fried, certain friends, when somebody says something, you but should... you know what it is? Actually, I just thought of something. What's that? So. It was the last episode when, and Harrison's always said this, Olivia plays with the big dogs where real decisions are made. Let's just run this back a little bit in terms of, I know some people don't like when I do math, but Olivia can what? Only be maybe 35, right? They've now been what? It's like two years, two, right? Mm-hmm. So that means she was 33, right? She obviously had some kind of a great job, Right. But she wasn't, she was still very new in her career, Mm -hmm. as well as she obviously was powerful and probably like a campaign manager or something along those lines. But her her switch as a fixer really came to pass within the last two years, Mm -hmm. right? Because it was her, it was her time in the White House. That really is what elevated her. I think she's still young. She's still naive. We assign her all this power, which I think is 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 rightfully due her. But in the grand scheme of it, I think she's young. In the grand scheme of it, she's naive. So I think that even though she, you know, trades dollars for babies with Russian, you know, terrorists and does all of these powerful things, I think that at the end of the day, she still thinks that politics is on paper. That's why even when Cyrus is like, dude, we had to rig the election. She's looking like, no, like we the people, like that's her being naive. And I think it's legitimately because I think that she thinks politics is still clean and that it is with a white hat and not with, I hate to say this, but with a white gun or that, a black gun or a silver gun. Great point. I just think for me, I think the only reason why she should have just knew something, because when they had the little meeting, you know, Cyrus was one of the ones who was, you know, gun, you know, great. making sure that she, you know, go ahead with this plan. So if you. If you if you are with a guy who is helping co-conspirate this thing, you have to know that he's got a couple tricks up his sleeves. And but, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be done with it. I'm done. But until you see your friend or someone that you can count on, take it to a level of killing someone, rigging an election and being dirty is one thing. That you know, politics that's politics. Mm-hmm. 
But when Cyrus talks about he's going to handle it and do this, he always talks about, Olivia, this is our job. But he never comes out of his mouth exactly. and says, I'm going to kill someone. Until your friend or you until you see your friend do something that dirty, you still have a glimmer of hope that they're just talking like they're just he, got, he has a loud bark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took for Huck to say he's a part of my circle for her to realize, oh, shoot. He is a part of your circle. He will kill him. And then that's when she woke up. You know, I think Mm -hmm. she knows Cyrus is dirty, but I don't think she knew it like that. I agree. All right. Um, After that, Olivia visits Verna. And (laughs) when she visits Verna, um, she basically tells Verna that she's turning Hollis in. And that's when um, Verna says, you know, I'm already toast, basically. But you can still redeem yourself. Which I can't trust Verna still, but and, right. and I'm mad because in that moment, like I was like, I was like, I respect Verna for that. Yeah. In that moment, right? And then I don't know exactly. But, okay, she is like, you have your chance at redemp- redemption. Take it. Do you know what I mean? But this is the thing is, and this is the problem, and let me rephrase this. This is why this show is absolutely brilliant. It's because the characters have layers. So this is where it gets complicated. Do I think Verna to me is not to be trusted? No, Verna no. is a cold piece. My prediction early is that Verna definitely had something to do. If if she was not the person, she had something to do with the assassination of the president. But she does love Olivia. And I think she knows and has always known that Olivia was didn't shouldn't have shouldn't have been at the table. Right? She does wear the white hat and the rest of them don't. So the fact that she even had to to conspire with them, I think Verna feels bad for that. And I think that even though Verna continues to make mistakes, I think that Verna truly loves Olivia and wants Olivia to be happy and for her to redeem herself. Right, because like she's like, you know, Verna says she's toast. Verna knows that she's She's on her way out. She's on yeah, she's on her way out. And so Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um the police come to Hollis Doyle's office and they wanna they have a warrant to search his office. And then they do search his office and they find a cell phone. And when they find the phone, um, they call David and they confirm they found it. And then Olivia's sitting in there and, you know, she says, um, you know, I gave you that information. Then David says, this doesn't make us even by a long shot. And he goes on the list of how he will still bring her down. Uh, and um, right but, after that, Olivia. But, what? but you have to give David credit because David cannot trust Olivia. He needs he know he needs her help. But. He, I mean, she did him in really bad, and he needs her. But he's watching her on the in the. He's watching her with one eye, and he has to let her know this every time that they have um, interaction. He need he, I, I, that's that's a great scene, and he has every right to say, "Look, I'm gonna work with you. I, I still don't trust you." I agree. My only problem with this though is why didn't they use the Patriot Act? Patriot Act, right? So in the previous episode, mm-hmm. right, they used because there are no rules, right? And I'm not I'm not trying to say that Hollis needed to be waterboarded, but let's keep it real. You are arresting him for potentially conspiring to assassinate the president of the United States of America. Because how they turned him in is they didn't turn him on in on the rigging, right? They turned him in on mm-hmm. the assassination, right. Mm-hmm. right? So when they thought it was Huck, it's the Patriot Act, right? Presumably with Becky, it should have been the same thing. That's why Becky's rotting away. Or no, maybe not. They maybe switched it. But that that's to me my only thing that doesn't make sense. Like, 
if someone, especially someone who is right hand, has a free access pass to the White House, it's potentially assassinating, is, is conspired to assassinate the president, treat him in the same way as you treat some so low level assassin who's just following orders. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, I know the reason, it's because David doesn't want to go there. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I don't really have an opinion, but I just wanted to point out that there's a discrepancy mm -hmm. in how it's being handled, and that's why they can only hold them for 48 hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, Olivia and Cyrus meet up, and Olivia, or Cyrus is arguing to Olivia about her choice of turning Hollis in. And it goes back to Hollis, or Cyrus trying to save his ass, and he doesn't agree with the way Olivia is approaching the situation. Um, and Cyrus basically says that she shouldn't be turning him in because she feels guilty. Which, the, the the issue is, Cyrus essentially is the reason why Olivia went with the whole thing in the first place, because remember was that whole scene in the hallway in the, was it last week's episode? Yeah, week yeah, last, yeah. The whole scene in the hallway, he kind of made her feel like shit, and he told her, you know, do you want to see, basically, do you want to see your man happy? If so, this is the way to do it, because there's no other option. He no, made no, 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 she, he, he actually dug deeper, and he's slick. He goes, do you think he's good for the country? Right. And he used the we, the people. If it was simply about that, I don't think she would have been as easily swayed. He really made it. This is the better good for the entire country. And do you think that this man is good for the country? And if you don't think that the people can make that decision, then you know what you have to do. And I think that's why the words played in. Because she's like, no, I'm more interested in justice. And he goes... He Just. goes, we're, we're the people. And she goes, no, we the people, i.e. all of the people of the United States of America. And basically she's saying, I stop. it stops now. It means all of us, not just the two of us or the five of us who make these plans. It's all of us. And, and it stops now. And he did say justice is for regular people. Yeah, he did. But I think it, it was important that Huck got to her and told her the information about Charlie. Because I think it, once it, that switch hit and it clicked, she finally could say, you know, Cyrus, I'm not going to listen to you this time. But this is the problem is, though, I don't know. This is the only thing, and I've always said this about Olivia. Yo, don't play your card so so out in the open. No, but seriously. So you you basically went to Cyrus, and you asked for help. Cyrus said he was going to fix it. You have no idea, as it's going to come to pass, what he's put into motion. And you completely end run him. At least give him a call and be like, okay, cool, I'm going to fix it. Do you know what I mean? But to end run him, you don't know what's in motion that what you're now putting in motion again is messing things up which is exactly what she's going to do because at the end of the day what did she do like in the same Quinn situation she brought David in think about it in season one if she had never brought David into Amanda Tanner mm -hmm. it would have never been an issue mm -hmm. again she brought David in for this whole Hollis thing and as we saw at the end of the scene what happens Hollis gets in an elevator with Charlie Mm -hmm. So you don't think David's going to connect the dots and it's all going to come back to you, especially because the last phone call he got was from Olivia saying, oh, my God, it wasn't Hollis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember, the last thing that Olivia told Cyrus was to hire a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and also to the hold on. Do we want to do the whole Christmas? How you're wrecking Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> please do. I mean, he basically goes on. He basically is again. He's telling her that she's being naive. He goes, the electoral process to the American people is magical. It's like Santa or the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. You're ruining Christmas. And then she basically says, get your house in order and hire a lawyer. A good one. Yeah. And part of me is like, so, again, we're talking about the president of the United States of America and the chief, chief of staff. Like, do you, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, because this is my only thing is. And I'm going to regret this. Go in 
and tell him you did it. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You you can't you can't do that and then and then wait for the chips to fall. Not- I can't do that at least. I'm sorry. It's literally like if 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 we had conspired to do something, right? And I'm gonna turn one of you in and then be like every day waiting for the for the for the door of the police to come and get me. No, as you want to say, man up. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you did something wrong, you go to David and you go, I rigged an election. The, yeah, I, Whether or not you're going to implicate your other co-conspirators, that's up to you. Right. But the fact that she's making on Hollis, Hollis actually, like, you should have known not to get in bed with him. So at the end of the day, if I'm going to assign blame, I actually don't assign blame on him because he's doing exactly what he was meant to do. And I've said this before, Cyrus, Melly, all of them are as transparent as they can come. Olivia is the one where it's like, wait, but what are you doing? Because what were you doing it for? You're the one who has a secret. The rest of them on some levels have actually always been upfront about their intentions. So if you feel guilt, throw yourself on the sword and... Thank you. That's that's the one thing that bothers me about the situation, especially when she decided to tell Cyrus, you know, uh, get a lawyer. You'll need a good one. That scene kind of ticked me off because it's like you want to throw rocks and hide your hand. You want to now have t- you want Cyrus to cover his ass and you and, you know, you need to. And then Cyrus has to go to Melly. And it's like now you've caused all this. You've caused all this problem because now your conscience has all of a sudden <laughs> has gotten to you. It's you know, true. you made a deal. Like I said, like I said this uh, two weeks ago uh, in Dead Presidents, they made a pact for what they were going to do. Now, all of a sudden, you want to go and break the the chain. You just you can't do that. And I don't care that she's Olivia Pope. You can't you just can't go and and, and do that. And that just annoys me. Same. Or also, too, like, go tell your man. And I mean the president. No, seriously. No, because you, you can't then also now put things in motion because this is a problem is what were they thinking? It was it was an asinine plan because you basically got a Hollis arrested under normal U.S. criminal law. So it only means 48 hours. What makes you think Hollis ain't going to screw all y'all? And and then on top of that, once it's revealed that he had nothing to do with it. What do you think is going to happen now that he gets out? Who is he? Who is he coming for? Is he going to go for all four? He's going to go for all the. Re- I know. Mm, okay. That's why she said. That's why they called and said Huck was Huck is out. That's why she panicked. We we can go all night. Okay. With this. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, after that, Olivia goes into the office or comes to Olivia Pope and Associates, and she is broken. She says, "What do you want to know?" And she just opens up and says, "What do you want to know?" What. I think you should just rewind it just a little bit because even before then, Quint, it's mm-hmm. um, uh, where am I at? Um, it's a moment of truth. Yeah. What, what happened? Oh wait, sorry. Basically, once he, he once he can't remember the exact line because basically they were they were in the midst of it right and and Quinn was at being normal Quinn and that is exactly when Olivia walks in and basically mm-hmm. is like, what do you need to know? Right. Okay. Because basically she's saying no, like we can't keep. Like once we 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 are we're progressing with the theory, and then there comes a moment when it's like we don't want to know. You know what I mean? The 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 thing that we were talking about earlier, as far as loyalty goes, was uh, she was ready to expose herself, and Harrison and Huck, I think it was Harrison, was saying, you know, basically we don't we don't want to know anything because we know that's gonna 
involve us yeah. in the whole situation. Yeah. So nobody agreed to listen. And they asked Quinn, this is the moment of truth, because Quinn was so inquisitive, wanted to know everything. And then Quinn says, you know, what do I need to do or what do we need to do? And then we go into the whole scene where um, they figure out they need to find a payment trail uh, with Becky from Hollis. And Quinn um, remembered the laptop where she spilled the water on. She remembered the laptop. She goes to pick up the laptop that she turned in two years ago to the computer store. Um, and then she... Cyrus brings David in, and when Cyrus brings David in, he was messing with his head because he had who is who's the girl with him? Her name was Susan, Susan but we don't know who what was she her is. role. She, she to me, she's she's somehow either David's boss or potentially I don't know the actual term, but she must be somehow like the criminal liaison with the White House. Okay. I don't know. That's I don't I couldn't figure out either, and I I don't think we've ever seen. I her I thought before. I missed something. Okay, I was just I don't making think we've sure. Ever seen her before. Well, they they were effing with yeah. David's well, head. she probably to- is the Attorney General. If he's the Assistant Attorney General, or U.S. Assistant Attorney. Anyways, go ahead. I'll think yeah, about it. I'll figure it out. Um, but they were messing with his head, and then by the time they got through, David was messed up. And then Huck <laughs> Uh, finds and when he searches the uh, computer, he finds a one million dollar payment to the Cayman Islands account. So they found the payment to Quinn's uh, dead boyfriend, the first dead boyfriend. And then <laughs> Huck and Harrison go to visit Becky, and they call themselves the Dream Team, yeah. <laughs> the two lawyers. And then um, he tries to get the bank account number from Becky. And this whole interaction was interesting. I just need to know quickly if you guys think this was genuine because he's talking to her. And he says that he wants to get the bank account number so he can get the money so he can hire her a lawyer so he can come see her and. And then he goes as far as giving her his real name. He says he's never had a connection like that with anybody else. And he doesn't want to miss out on that ever again. Absolutely. I feel it was genuine. Yeah. I hope it was not genuine. I think it was. But I'm hoping that Huck would have learned just because Becky is behind bars and just because Becky, he needs something from her. Doesn't mean like like someone said earlier, you don't play your whole hand. I know you. I know it's a give take thing, but... Beck, when when you have a connection with someone and you genuinely care about them, you don't hurt people. You don't do that purposely. Becky, so for the fact that he felt like he needed to give up his name to get information, I hope it was a fake name because he should have learned the last time when you give too much of yourself to Becky she turn it turns around and it bites you. But then, but I dis, I completely disagree. I I think for a multitude of reasons. I think the fact that when she goes like, I killed your family, and he goes like basically like no, but I came for you first. Basically, assassin for assassin, she, he stepped into her world, right? And basically, he's basically saying like I had to have done the same thing. And he basically was like that, like, and then she's like, but you turned me in. He's like that was business. I think that. Huck and Becky, of all people, know the difference between personal and professional. Ironically, her killing his family was actually personal, which showed that they actually did have a connection, or else she wouldn't have needed to kill his family. Like, that's some, yeah, that's exactly. some like, in their world, that's taking a bat to your truck. Right. Like, when so you cheat. for me, that was personal. If you care about somebody, you don't hurt them, and in turn... I, I when just, he gave when he gave him her when he gave her that name, to me, I was I wanted him to give her a name, but not his name. She would know. Sorry, I was gonna say. How would she I, know? I though? believe I believe that they both probably know their real names. Period. 
I, that I disagree with. I don't but go think ahead. so. That I disagree with because I think even I think even he forgot his name. Like I'm not trying to be funny. Like when he talked about in season one, like you forget who you are. Like they retrain you, they reprogram you. That's why for them the name is so important because what they're trying to say is, I'm trying to connect with you before all of this stuff happened, right? I think it was genuine because I really think when he's saying, like, you're the only one I can be real with, and you have to remember, like, he's now fully in his addiction. Like, he's he's tortured. Like, he doesn't know where he belongs. And, yes, Olivia is his family, but he realizes, like, that, that desire for whiskey isn't going away. And only someone like Becky can understand it. That's why he understands her every move. He even understands the killing of the family. And I think that part of how they're trained is body language and figuring things out. And I think that's why even in that moment when he asked her his name and was vulnerable and she goes, oh, what does it matter? That's why he knew that she wasn't being real. They have to actually interact with each other real to real or else it really won't work. I hear what you're saying, but for someone who has said to uh, Olivia, I won't let you down. I won't mess up this time. For him, for for me to give that, that was like the last straw of him. Like, I didn't, what I didn't, if, I didn't but like what if, it. Can I say something? But what if that's the only thing he could do? And to me, I took it the other way. He gave fake name. No, I took it that he literally is willing to go to that length to help Olivia, that he's willing to give up the last piece of himself. The last thing that he was holding on that was authentically his, that no one else basically had ownership of or even knowledge of, he was willing to give that up for Olivia to fix something. And in, and, and um, in addition to that, he... Someone like Becky, you have to pull out your, I mean, the top joker, not the low joker, the big joker. If you're a spade player, you had to pull out the big joker because this all this bank account information is what is what showed what was revealed of who did it. Who, who, yeah. um, no, who and, did I, it. and, and I, I, I hear what you're saying. But if you want to talk poker, you do have to pull out your big joker, but you don't let your opponent see that you're vulnerable. You don't let them see that you show you show the hand that you want them to see. Mm-hmm. It's a game. Yeah. And if you want to play the game, you don't play the game with your with your real self. The game is about illusions. And I didn't like how Huck. Through. I didn't like. I better watch out. Cornelia starting to put that hand out. I put the hand. I got the Denzel. The Denzel hand. <laughs> with the finger. The finger point. Uh, let's go to Melly. Melly finds out that Fitz is serious about uh, divorcing. She finds out from Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um. She finds out also that Olivia turned Hollis in, which now means her ass is on the line potentially. And Cyrus tells Melly. That if she has a final card to play, then this is the time to play it. And in the very next scene, we see. But can we just just we don't have to harp on this? But Melly got gangster. She, I think, didn't she reference her as a whore? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. She, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she she, re- she really let loose. She that was that really pissed her off. If this scene that we're going to for this. I think I'm giving Melly the cold piece of the week. I was thinking the same thing. She's my cold piece of the week. Some of the, I wrote some of the stuff that keep talking about. The, explain the scene, and then I'm going to say some of the stuff she said. Because after what she said, I, I got to give it to her. Well, you have I the details. I was going to say in the next scene, she visited the doctor. So when she was talking to um, Cyrus, to Cyrus, some of the the key points that she made, she said, "I cleaned him up. Mm-hmm. I made him. He exists." Because I says he because I say he exists. And then if you go back to season one, even when we were talking when she was talking about having kids, she said, I had kids for him. I had Jerry kids. and Karen. Yeah, I had kids <laughs> for you. Melly Melly's whole existence 
she's very calculated she she planned her life out and she set a path for herself and she is she sticking to the script the fact that though that she is openly coming out of her mouth it's it's one thing to say that you know a woman cleans her man up and she's like he wouldn't be he wouldn't have got this job if i wouldn't have pushed him but it's another thing to say he exists because i says he is yeah. he exists that you have to have big balls to do and not to only, say something and, like and not that. only did she say i made him she said i made him not she Oh, yeah. So. I, she gets my cold piece of the week. Indeed. Um, right after that, she goes to visit the doctor. And I think the doctor asks, is everything okay? And she says it will be. Or something to that effect. And then um, we see uh, Charlie is in the car about getting ready to assassinate or kill Hollis. And then um, we go to Huck. Huck is searching Becky's bank account. And then Harrison tells Olivia that uh, this can change everything. And Olivia says that the white hat was starting to feel like a lie. And she was explaining to Harrison what was really going on. And no, Harrison was being the the friend he is and calming her down and telling her that she still wears the white hat. Can we stop at this Harrison-Olivia scene? Maybe I'm looking too much into it. (laughs) Or maybe I'm seeing things that don't really exist. But that Harrison Olivia scene was a little more emotional and it, it was a little more um, there was a, a deeper connection than I w- would. I think I wanted it to be a little more because when he grabbed her hand, you see how they pulled their hands away from each other. Like, it was, you know, when you touching somebody that you kind of got that you feel a little bit and you're like, oh, shoot, let me let me let your let me let this hand go a little bit. I think Harrison is starting to see or voice his care for Olivia a little bit more because I think his care for Olivia is more than what he wants to let on. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, shoot. I just, I don't know that. Again, I, to- I may be looking into it because that's who I think she should get with. But it was definitely, it was, it was, it was a little deeper than it was. It was definitely a moment. And again, just as, just as Harrison uh, is closest to Huck under Olivia Harrison is also the closest to Olivia next to Huck. Yeah. So they have they have it, you know, she revealed to him about Abby. So they have a connection as well. I'm sure. I'm just I'm just hoping, fantasizing. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, he is a true gladiator, very much like Huck in the same way that he basically was saying to her, however you want to play this, we can play this. But I think that it was important that right before that, I think he realizes that she actually isn't necessarily thinking through everything. So there's actually a moment before I think it gets intimate that he actually has a lawyer conversation with her. Like, Mm -hmm. I just need to make sure that you've played this out before you walk this path. So have you done that? So if so, cool, I'm going to roll with you no matter what, but I need to make sure you're making clear and concise decisions and and that no matter which way it goes, Liv, I got you. Yeah. Right after that, we go to David, and David is interrogating Hollis, and he's not doing a good job. (laughs) Okay, my whole piece of the week goes to Doyle. Mm -hmm. He had his... Mm -hmm. I'm wearing skeletons. I'm not going to prop my feet up. He had his... (laughs) He had his feet. He had his well. He had his feet propped up like this. Oh, look at that! Oh, and he man, was reading. And fun. he was reading the newspaper while the two lawyers are going at it. And he's reading. He's reading he was, the comics. He's reading the uh, the family uh, family circus. The family circus. Making a joke out of everything. Making a joke out of everything. He gets the cold piece of the week. Yeah. I cannot okay, believe yeah. he did that. Yeah. Well, yeah. David was getting nothing from him, and then uh, we but go also to. Also, David had nothing. Yeah, he, he doesn't have anything. There's nothing he could enjoy. <laughs> he couldn't have done any better than that. He had nothing. And then we find that we're gonna find out that Hollis isn't even involved as we thought he was. But we go to Cyrus, and Cyrus is giving Fitz the, st- the, 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 the statistics about why the divorce can't happen, which was uh, <laughs> right after that. Louise, he kept 
Because was it? Fitz? No, 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 no. Before that, though, literally. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. Because before she comes in, he basically is calling. for Yeah, he her. was calling for her. He's right? calling for her. He's yeah. like, "Tell Tom and Hal, I want to, I want to go out." Yeah. Because I want to see Liv. And Cyrus literally is like, "Where are you going?" And he goes to see Olivia. She's not feeling well. Yeah. Like he just says it so matter of fact. Like, oh, like you know, my girl. She's like not feeling well. So like, even though I'm the president of the United States of America, I'm going to call my Secret Service. I'm going to go make sure that she's okay. And then that's when Louise comes in. Louise comes in and says there's an emergency. And <laughs> that's when we all are like, oh, Melly. Because we knew we knew that was going to happen. Did you think at, at that moment yeah. when, when Fitz, you know, said that he was going to go out in public, I, it almost seemed like he was... He had a little too like much of his legs. He seemed a little. That is, I think. No, I think that's yeah. exactly how they're trying to play it. Yeah. But I, but I think this is where it gets really complicated, and then we'll go really quick. When you have a near death experience and you come back, and like he says, he said, "I'm." When he's like, "I'm not afraid of anything or anyone." Right. That that thought process in our normal civilized society is in of itself crazy. So so do I think that he's mentally impaired? No. But that kind of philosophy that you can do anything you want and life doesn't have consequences, we deem that as crazy. So I think that's what we were sensing. Because he really was like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. And on some level, he's like, like he said before, I'm the president of the United States of America. So I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. Um, Was it right after that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hollis, we find out that Hollis didn't do it because they finally cracked the code. And then they see that the the account that Becky... um, the money that was put into Becky's account was from an encrypted number, and they said some techie talk, but basically Hollis couldn't have done it, and that's when Olivia walks away. And was that because Olivia had an epiphany that maybe... Wait, wait, what's No, going you on? keep going. I-, I was just wondering what you guys thought of, as far as Olivia walking away. Did she think of something? Because as soon as he said that it wasn't Hollis, or was it just the call? Well, as soon as she said that, she made the phone call. So it was just the call. Yeah, she made the phone call, but that's when... She, well, who she called? Huck? No, she was on the phone with David saying... Yeah, she was on the phone with David, and she told David, it's not Hollis, and he basically was like, oh, how, let how do you... T- yeah, I already oh, let he, him go. Yeah, he went off. Yeah, he went off on her, and then that's when Huck ran out and was, you know, going to, I assume, find Charlie, because he knew that Charlie was going to get to um, Hollis. Hollis first. But my thing is, okay, so at that moment, Olivia called David... Yeah, but that means whoever tried to kill your boyfriend is still out here. And he probably will, he or she may probably try to kill your boyfriend, the president, again. Mm -hmm. Because if it was, if it was Becky and Hollis, they had Hollis. They had Becky locked up. That ties up the loose ends. If you, if you cut off Hollis's communication with everybody and it really was him, then you cut off all, you know, any, any follow up. But since it wasn't him, who was it? And if, Whoever it was, they can get another assassin. But I don't think that they would. I don't think that they would go after the president so soon. Not so soon, but it's still a threat. Are you still in danger? It's still mm-hmm. in danger. But I do think that. Well, never mind. I'll. Yeah, I'm rambling. I'm having some epiphanies here. Um, Melly, we go to Melly and we see that Melly was induced and her final card was that hand when she extended her hand, which and it all connected when we heard the stories earlier for how he. Uh, you know, basically guided her through the pregnancy last time, guided her through the birth. She extended that hand. And it's the closest they've ever been. Right. She said it's the closest they've ever been to one another. It was that connection we saw, though. When she extended the hand, she said she waited there for him. 
And then he finally like let go. He took off. Was he wearing a jacket? He took off his yeah. jacket. And he he was like, you know, I'm here for you. It was. I just want to see what's gonna happen because that. And then we go to Hollis, and then Hollis goes in the elevator. And of course, Charlie comes in after him and pulls the. You know, he's like, "What floor? Oh, same as you." It's exa- it's, it's history repeating itself. Same as Billy. It's so, exactly the same as Billy. It don't even look like the same building. Right. So, that was the episode, and it was great. And I can't wait to see what happens next week. And we'll talk about a little bit in predictions. Let's go to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Anybody have anything? Well, I mean, I think the most important news is, as we said, it's Kerry Washington's birthday. So, a happy, happy birthday, Kerry Washington. I think it is not a quinky dink that it is both Miss Kerry Washington, the number one scandal gladiator, as well as Emile's birthday. And he's the number one. He was officially our first after buzz scandal Aww. gladiator. So, we just wanted to make sure that we wish you a proper we gladiator happy birthday. Oh, thanks, guys. Okay, y'all got the song. Okay, I can do this. Because we can't sing. We can't sing. So, Stevie, <laughs> I gotta sing myself? Sing. No. Oh, you oh, better come on? Well, you- y'all got Stevie Wonder in the studio? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just quickly, thank you so much. I have to say to all the gladiators on Twitter, I, I, I can't, um, I'm, my job just ended. I, w- I was working on a TV series, so I'm broken jobless right now. So I didn't have the best birthday, but guys, I'm almost tearing up. It was so amazing to get on Twitter and see how many gladiators, people I don't even know, how many gladiators tweeted me today. It was over, over 50 people tweeting me from early this morning, East Coast time, even still to tonight. I'm I'm blown away. That was freaking amazing to see yeah, that. So thank good. you so much, guys. These are for you. Aww. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And now I think it's time for some shout-outs, right? It is time for some shout-outs. Um, also, too, I'm not even going to address it. But um, <laughs> this is... No, no, no. This is going to be the, the professional lawyer me. Um, if someone says something about the show that you do not like, my personal advice is do not respond to them directly because it only gives weight to them and or gives them relevance. I think that scandal is now obviously huge. It is a revolution. It is beyond a TV show. So by responding to them directly, you're allowing them to piggyback on this amazing thing. So my advice is kind of like give them the hand and by the hand is just don't address it and specifically don't address them by names because there can obviously be ramifications for that that no one wants. Everyone wants to be able to be on Twitter and YouTube and continue to talk about scandals. So that's just my my little lawyer, you know, primer on that. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, it's not a big deal. So it is one of my favorite parts of the show. It is shout outs, which I absolutely love to do. And I'm going to take a sip of water so I can run through these at scandal pace. I'm going to start with iTunes. We have AHS Show, All Things Scandal, Bianca Dior, Kaz Dren, Sierra Rad, Donna F, Ever74, Grande Boucher, J Love Scandal, Katie W24, KB Grace 50, Lee Smiley Man, Lizzie1908, Melinda Da H12, Power Man706, Trixie Trader, Video Chat24810, Wink24601. I wonder if that Wink is a spies, um, spies reference. Hmm. <laughs> Might want to get that. Um, for Twitter, we have. All scandal, AMBS Law. Hopefully that's a lawyer. But, but. We have Bayesian Kim, Hake, um, uh, Caribbean Gladiator. We also have Canuck Gladiator, Karen Rose, E-Rock Lee, Fee 826, It's Me, Gypsy Marie, J.L. Ellis, Julia on TV, Kate Zo Moody, Kiki Simon, La Femere, 
Lee's Miley Man, Like the Water, Lil Momo Minaj, Ms. Vet, MN's S Angel 91, Olamide 112, Purple Girl 4874, Ran Big, That Girl Tony, Rhea Madison, Smart Statistic, Rennie, Renee Kendra Corey, Spark, Sparkling, Rudo Style, and Sweet Girl Abby. And for YouTube, we have For the Love of Nikki, Akiba Pierce, Andrea H., Aries Girl 1018, I'm an Aries, A Star 211, Barwar.com, Champs 3216, Charlotte Waldo, Complex Vision 69, Darby Kill 87, Alita. Aguilas, Elo, Sierra, Fight for a Cause, Isabel Ufumi, Jamaican Lawyer Girl, that could be me, Jasmine <laughs> Giggle, Jolie Live, Noir Aru, Kritza for Flowers, Lady Even Star 22, Lilith DeBoe, Lou Nadia Nene, Lulu Geezer, Marilyn Prescott, Melissa Stewart, Vanity Totally Modern, Taryn Jackson, Shakira Green, Miss Fufu, OTW Bad Thriller, Out. Outside the Box, 1814, My Joy, 8356, Pebbles C, Arhoya LT1027, Riverson Gloves, The Doctor, and last but not least, Scandal Gladiators. And oh, give like a shout out, quick shout out to Watchtower Base. He is uh, oh, manning yes. oh, yes. the chat and tweeting us um, line by line. And we are over we here laughing through. at all you guys in the chat room. They definitely know who you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so if you want to talk to me about on Twitter, I'll keep going. And, and my personal reference is Dim Bulb. <laughs> they said that in the chat too. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys so much. And now let's go into predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Um, for predictions, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of predictions. I just have. I just want to see next week's episode. I have a lot of questions because when we saw that preview for next week, there was just so many things going on. I think Bam rewinded like two times. I'm still confused. We saw. A funeral, like uh, it was just a lot going on. So I just want to, I, I just want to see what's going to happen. You know, my prediction before I said I thought Verna was in on the situation with Fitz and, and the assassination attempt. I'm going to take it outside of the five. I don't think any of them were in on it. I think it's someone that we don't expect, but someone that is involved in this. So it's something that we've already been introduced to. I think it's somebody we've already been introduced to or a a scenario that we've already been introduced to. I'm taking Verna out of it. She's still a cold piece, but whatever. Okay. I still want to say Verna somehow doesn't sit well with me. But to me, if I like logically take it, even though they said that Becky was a mercenary, I think it somehow goes back to the B316. Like it goes back to the fact that Charlie and Huck are connected. Right. So because Becky's kind of on their level, who who knows all of this? Right. So like the fact that they use the same person, someone must have known that the person used that first person. So that's the only reason that I want to make it someone in the Fab Five are very closely connected to use the same assassin that you use for the assassination of Cytron. That can't be a coincidence. So if there is a sixth person, it's a sixth person who's cognizant of the Fab Five. It's part of the Fab Five that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So I still say it's Verna and or <clears throat> very closely connected to the Fab Five. Okay, I have three predictions. One, one, the first prediction is a really silly prediction, but I just want to say it just to get people talking. I'm going to just go on the whim and say maybe Edison killed um, the president because he knew the relationship between uh, Olivia and Fitz. Far-fetched, I don't think it is, but I just think it's something to let the people go in on Twitter. Um, 
I think that the name will be revealed later in regards to um, uh, when Huck slid the, the name to, to, to Becky. Mm-hmm. She looked at it. It was not revealed to the audience. So I, I feel like that's going to be revealed later. But the question is, will it be a real name or will it be a fake name? And will we ever know what's Huck's true, um, what's his true um, birth name? And then my last prediction is whether fit, whether if Verna killed the president or not, after seeing the preview for next week, I don't really think it matters because can I say, say no, I, no, because some people I don't know. Some people actually literally don't want the things mm-hmm. for next week. So it's a totally up to you. OK, well, I'm going to say something. So put it on pause. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three, pause. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Verna's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you say maybe I I, see. I I rewound I I kept I paused that thing and Verna was bald head. Remember her wig was. But off. they wouldn't bury her like that. But I saw exactly. the I saw in the casket I saw. And it's funny. Can I say something? I saw the casket and it looked like to me. It right looked there, like you just said it. They would never bury her. They wouldn't a bury Verna without a wig. You don't you don't bury your grandma with her wig off. Right. Okay, well it was it, happen. it was it was from a, it was from a long shot. But, but also it too, appeared. can I say something? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a prediction on your prediction. As we know, there's no such thing as like one person, right? Mm-hmm. You still have other people. You have to get something. To, I still think it's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So even if if hypothetically Verna is dead, it doesn't mean it's done. And she could die of cancer. Oh and no, me? that's well. I mean, I yeah. think that would be the law. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, I do have a prediction quickly. I think that most of this is going to wrap up in next episode because technically next episode is 13, 13, which would have been the end of the season before it got renewed. So hopefully we'll have a lot of answers, questions answered next week and week. Oh, and I completely disagree. I think for that exact reason, <laughs> it will open it up to so many more questions. <laughs> we will see. Where can we find you guys? You can find me um, on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. You can find me Bam Erickson. I'm on Twitter at Canelia, and I'm on Instagram uh, now, guys, so at Canelia. And um, at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. And thank you guys for everything, and we will see you next week. Gladiators, we love you so much. And happy birthday to you again. Thank you. And Carrie Washington. And Carrie. Tweet me, Carrie. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Amen. 